What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday and welcome to the podcast with the best advice. It's your boy, Landon Campbell. Every single week, we speak with the most influential people in the world about what they did in their 20s. We're going to switch it up today for episode 110, though, because I just gave my first ever TED Talk. I got to do it on August 4th in the iconic Wrigley Field where the Chicago Cubs play in front of a controlled audience, but it was just published on YouTube and on the TED website this past Thursday. I'm going to be fully honest with you, I have not had a chance to watch it all the way through just yet. It's always weird uh, watching yourself, listening to yourself after you record something, but I will watch the TED Talk in full after I record this. Regardless, I had so much fun working on the TED Talk and presenting it and now seeing it out. Um, It's amazing. So many people have been reaching out saying they really appreciated the messages that I put out into the TED Talk. So I wanted to record a reflection episode today for episode 110. I want to talk about how I even had an opportunity to give a TED Talk, the preparation that went into it, and the overall message that I wanted to share during the TED Talk. And after I reflect, I'm thinking about just playing the TED Talk um, audio form during this episode. So if you've already watched it, you can listen to it. If you don't want to, you can turn it off after I reflect a little bit. But I just wanted to have an opportunity to play it um, so that I could listen to it (laughs) as I'm editing this after. And for those who haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, you can also check it out. All right, let's dive in. Okay, let me start by saying that I've always been a fan of TED Talks. I wanted to give one for the longest time back in middle school, high school. I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to make this happen one day. But the thing with the TED Talk, you know, you want to go into it with something super specific, a lesson, something you can educate the audience on where they can have this great takeaway. And you don't just want to go up there and start talking about random shit. Um, and, you know, this is my life and this is what I've done. Now, I, I, I think the best TED Talks, again, are since it's storytelling it's about something super specific your takeaways um and what you want the audience to leave feeling so i never had that one thing um you know there were some things i probably could have given a ted talk about in the past that i thought about like since i had so many internships while i was in college i wanted to give a ted talk while i was in school about the value of experiential learning and what I learned during all these internships, but still felt like that wasn't powerful enough. But, you know, I started this podcast back in 2020 with my best friend, Michael, and we had a wonderful time working on this. We've interviewed so many people since its inception, and there have been so many little mini nuggets um, and common themes that we've now learned from over 110 episodes. So after in their 20s started to take off, I really said, okay, if, if I were to give a TED Talk about anything, it would be about this. Um, and I remember going into this year specifically, 2022, I always, well, for every single year, I always write down like the things that I want to accomplish that year. Like, you know, usually three to four things that are most important. And I literally wrote, I'm looking at it right now on my uh, 2022 resolutions, get closer to giving a TED Talk. And I worded it like that because I went into this year not thinking that I would give a TED Talk. Um, but knowing that I could use this time to network, you know, with people who run TED in Chicago at Wrigley Field at DePaul, I didn't know which program I would kind of want to connect with, but I knew this was going to be the year to at least get closer to giving a TED talk. 
I don't remember what month this happened, but Ted Wrigleyville, which is one of the largest TEDx affiliates in the country, they've won like six Telly Awards. Don't ask me what a Telly Award is. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty big, I guess, for television and things like TED. They reached out to me and were curious if I would join the committee to help select TED speakers. And as cool as that would have been, um, I was just very busy at this specific point in my life and told them, you know, I would have to respectfully decline that offer. Um, but if there was ever an opportunity for me to give a TED talk, let me know. Um, my name is Landon, as you know, and I have this podcast and I would talk about XYZ um, and I would love to give a TED talk. So some time went by and applications opened for TED Wrigleyville. Um, I ended up applying and I forgot the specific amount of people that applied, um, but if I remember correctly, it was in the thousands, and they chose about 15 um, after my um, application and my pitch, um, and I was one of the 15 selected, and I was like, holy shit, I'm giving a TED Talk, but now the hard part comes, like, what specifically am I going to speak about? Like, I knew I was going to talk about creating the podcast and talk about a few of the guests that I've had, but what was that one takeaway, you know, that I wanted people to leave um, TED or finish watching my TED Talk thinking? Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about that and ultimately came up with this idea about rethinking your 20s. Um, so let me just kind of break this down. I've interviewed now over 100 people, a lot of awesome people, you know, Steve Wozniak, Ev Williams, Beto O'Rourke. It's all been about their 20s. And I've learned so much from each of their advice. But people are always asking about common themes of um, the interviews that I've done. And there are a few that stick out. And I started to dive really deeper into these um, common themes, which I could then speak about during my TED Talk. Number one, uh, not fearing failure. That's a huge thing that pretty much all of my guests um, as a personality trait have exhibited like in their 20s. They were probably told that their idea wouldn't work. Um, they were told by family, friends, peers that what they were doing, you know, made no sense. I've been told that many times, you know, for the podcast at the beginning, um, either, you know, in a rude way or just a condescending way and like, hey, Landon, like, are you sure you want to waste all your time with this? Um, but a lot of these guests, again, like they have that clear vision of what they want for themselves. But also they realize that if they were to fail at doing this thing, um, it's okay. They're going to walk away knowing more than they know, knew before, I should say. Um, so, you know, we learn a lot from our successes, but we also learn a ton from our failures. So if you're not going to start a new project because you're fearful that it's not going to work out, you've already failed. That's a lesson that I speak about often because it's true. Just get started. Just do it. Like Nike says. Um, so that's a big common theme. But then also this, um, big theme that I decided to really close in on and focus on for the Ted talk is that there's no one path to success. I've literally shown this from all these interviews. Each of these individuals that I've interviewed, you know, the Cat Cole, Tim Draper, David Sachs, how they became successful wasn't so black and white as you would assume. Well, I guess there are common things that successful people do, sure. You know, a lot of these individuals have great EQ. 
They ask great questions. They're risk takers. But there's no one path. There's no one singular path to success. Um, and it's not in a book, especially. Um, you know, all these self-help books and um, business books. I'm, I'm of the essence where pick and choose. Like, listen to all the advice. Hear from different people. Um, read and educate yourself on all the resources of what you could do. But at the end of the day, you need to pick and choose what works for you. And what worked for someone else might not work for you, and that's completely fine. So that is a major theme that I focus on the TED Talk for rethinking your 20s. That, again, what worked for someone else might not work for you. And sure, I've struggled with that sometimes, I mean, within their 20s, because I'm obsessed with every single interview that I've shared on this platform and these individuals that I've been able to speak with. And at the beginning, you know, I would hear this one person say, holy shit, like, I got to do that. Exactly what they did. And then the next interview, I got to do that. And the next interview, same thing. But after now sharing like over a hundred episodes, it's like, it would be impossible to follow the advice of every single person. So there are a lot of people I have on the platform these days where I completely relate to what they're talking about. Um, either I've already done what they're doing or um, I want to do, you know, some of the things that they've done or there are people that I've interviewed never ever would share names, but that I just completely don't relate to. And I'm like, okay, like this is not who I am, but that's fine. And that's the, um, that's really the energy that I really share on in their twenties. Like I don't have to agree with every single person and neither do you, but um, a big tenet that I believe in in order to become successful, you got to see success. So I just share all these stories and um, allow you as the listener to pick and choose what works for you. But at the end of the day, this is going to be your path, your journey, and you need to really take ownership of that. Um, understanding that you're on a unique path. And then the second point, because um, I think there were like two like major themes of the TED Talk, and then I'm going to get into the three specific ones that I spoke about. Um, becoming comfortable in times of uncertainty. So we've all had to deal with this pandemic, um, which was a first and really difficult to deal with. And the whole reason I started this podcast is because I was seeing a lot of my friends lose their jobs and feeling lost in life. And there were times where I also felt lost in life. Um, and the reason why I created in their, in their 20s is because I knew all these successful people, like life wasn't so easy for them for the most part. You know, there were some <laughs> people I've interviewed, but no, for the, for the majority of people I've interviewed in, on in their 20s, life was not easy. Um, and they had to deal with uncertainty, not in the form of a pandemic, but they had to push through a lot of difficult times in their early days during this defining decade to become the billionaires, the world leaders, the successful people that they are today. Um, so that was a major theme of my TED Talk as well. Like, how do I help my generation find comfort in uncertainty, understanding that things are not always going to go our way? Um, and funny, I was laid off from my job literally three days before giving uh, my TED Talk. Completely unexpected. Um, I'm not completely ready to tell my story yet with that, but, um, you know, no one wants to get laid off. Very scary time. And, um, wasn't so happy about it, but, um, I still have to go out and perform and give my Ted talk. So that's just a good example where I had no idea that that was happening. Um, you know, you take the day to kind of say, 
okay, like this sucks, but you got to bounce back. You got to keep pushing forward um, because life will not always go our way and that's completely fine. So again, number one being your unique journey. Number two being dealing with uncertainty. And then the third part or major theme of my TED talk was just to relax a little bit, like telling my peers to relax. So when I say this, like I, I still work my ass off. Like I work every single day. I'm constantly busy. So I'm not saying like relax and just sit around and do nothing with your life. I'm more saying like because of those first two points, like we can't control everything and um, you need to make your own journey. I want my peers to just take a deep breath sometimes and realize that everything is going to be okay. So those are the three points, major themes that I focus on during the podcast. Um, and within that, if you want to say like three more subsections, I did say that there are three things that we should be focused on though, people in their 20s. And these are like mainly the only three things that should be of importance. Number one, we need to build identity capital. Identity capital is something I learned from Dr. Meg Jay. She's the author of The Defining Decade. She was one of my podcast guests, and she created this term called identity capital, which really is just building the foundation, trying new things in your 20s. You build identity capital by being a risk taker. If you're curious about a new project or what it'd be like to take on this job, just do it. During our 20s, we can do that. You know, we have the luxury of that. Many of us, the majority of us, we don't have to pay for kids during these years. Like, this is the most amount of freedom, some would argue, and I would also argue, that we will ever have in our lives during our 20s. Not saying it's going to be the most fun. Not saying it's going to be, like, the best time. I'm just saying the most amount of freedom that we will have in our lives happens to take place during our 20s. So this is the time to try new things and build identity capital. See the things that you love to do, but then also... See the things that you don't love to do. And you do that by taking on multiple interests. And Guy Kawasaki, one of my podcast guests, even spoke about this. He spoke about identity capital, but kind of worded it differently. On the subject of trying to find your passion, he said you don't just go heads on trying to identify your passion. You start with multiple interests. You try multiple things to see what you like and what you don't like. And then you're going to find the interests that like you're obsessed with. Like This is a lot of fun. But then also when it's not so easy, not so fun, you still want to do it. And those obsessions are then your passions. This podcast is one of my passions. And I know that because there were many days where it was easy and fun and love to do it. But there are many challenging um, times that I've had to face with this podcast where things have not been easy and it's been complicated to build this. And I just, um, you know, become frustrated. But I still want to do it. So that is um, how I know this is something I'm passionate about. So number one, build identity capital. The second subsection that I spoke about was prioritizing your mental wellness. And, you know, when I brought this up in the TED Talk, I realized that a lot of my peers, you listening, 20-somethings, like we talk about this all the time. You know, we're going to therapy, we're talking to our friends, Um, managing our mental health and wellness is something that we are prioritizing, but there are still a lot of us that aren't doing it, um, a hundred percent. Um, and I spoke a lot about my interview with Andy Dunn during this, as successful as he's become, um, he dealt with many mental health challenges in his twenties. He just wrote a book about it called burn rate. 
And um, I spoke about our interview and I spoke about why it's so important to manage your mental health. Um, where, you know, someone like me who's working 24-7, um, like you do need to take time to, you know, really, again, talk to people, open up, um, reflect, and make sure that mentally you're, you're still there. Um, and that's something that, yeah, it's difficult when we're moving so quickly and we only have a limited amount of hours in a day to work and get things done. It's really important to manage your mental health. I still need to do a way better job at this. I'm not perfect, um, but I'm talking about it. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. And then the third point, um, subsection that I spoke about during the TED Talk was focus on your growth, not your status. Um, and I really took this from my interview with Ev Williams, the co-founder of Twitter. He literally coined it like that, focus on your growth, not your status. Um, because he grew up in Nebraska and moved to the Bay to launch a startup. And like many 20-somethings, felt himself having imposter syndrome and taking on certain roles and titles just for how they look and the aesthetic and um, how other people would perceive him. And when he looks back at it, he wishes that he focused more on his actual growth in his 20s, not his status. Because status is not a long-term thing. Growth, the skills you gain during these opportunities you take on, um, these new roles, like that's what will get you further along in your career. And I mentioned my interview with Kat Cole, the COO of Athletic Greens. She's a world-class executive, very successful, but she like grinded in her 20s and she focused on like growth. And sometimes growth um, isn't always so obvious. Like, you know, we, we think about climbing the corporate ladder, we're growing. There are many times in her career where she had to take a pay cut she had to make a horizontal move, um, and she, um, you know, like, again, it just doesn't look like growth, but it is growth because she was gaining new skills, meeting new people, taking on new experiences um, that allowed her to become a vice president at 26 years old and now one of the most influential executives in history. So that was a lot. Let me kind of repeat all that one more time. So there were three major themes within the TED Talk. We're all on a unique path. Don't fear failure. And relax a little bit in your 20s. So those were the three major themes that I wanted to share, like the major takeaways throughout the entirety of the TED Talk. But then there were also these three things that I want 20-somethings to specifically hone in on. And that is build identity capital, prioritize, your mental wellness, and focus on your growth, not your status. And I enjoyed giving the TED Talk. Like It was a lot of fun, and I really feel like I got all my points across. And these are all things that I am an avid believer in as well. I didn't just go up there and, you know, pull just random advice. And No, like I'm following each of these tenets in my own 20s. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to share my message um, in this TED Talk. And before I play the TED Talk, I just want to give advice for those who will give TED Talks in the future, are interested in public speaking, um, just something that, uh, I mean, I learned. When 
I mean, specifically TED Talk, but I mean, when you're doing any public speaking that involves like a script, you know, I, I had wrote down exactly what I wanted to talk about for 13 to 15 minutes, but there was no teleprompter up there. There were no notes. And I, you know, I was just by myself. I, I, I had to do it all myself. So just ma- major piece of advice, you know, you, you write what you want to talk about. And yes, you practice, you practice so much. You rehearse, you rehearse, rehearse. Um, but there, there has to be a point, like I, I think really three to four weeks before you present where you need to just throw away the script and you need to just believe in yourself that you have everything up here. I'm touching my brain right now. You have everything up here that you need. Um, because I, I never wanted to just go up there and depend too much on my script. Like I wanted to be able to improvise. I wanted to be able to... Um, you know, speak from the heart. And you do that by, yes, starting with the foundation, which is the script. But uh, at the end of the day, like just knowing your subject matter, knowing what you want to talk about, and then just flowing. Um, Like there were things that I improvised for sure while I was up there, but no one would have ever known. And I'll probably never say which points I did. But I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. These major themes that in subsections that I mentioned during this TED Talk. um, And I just went up there and did it. So, everybody, I'm going to play the full TED Talk now. Before I do, I would really appreciate it if you could go on YouTube and share uh, with your friends the TED Talk. If you um, believe in the messaging that I shared throughout the TED Talk, um, if you want to start to take some of these themes for yourself and pick and choose what works for you, but if you're curious about a lot of those and um, really, you know, believe in what I was talking about would really appreciate it if you shared um, or you can always reach out to me and um, mention you know key points that you enjoyed like I love feedback positive or negative as well so um, just want to say thank you so much uh, you know without you without the listeners of the show that come back every week like there wouldn't be an in their 20s there wouldn't be a TED talk so uh, I really did this for all of you I did this for my best friend Michael um, who's looking down um, on me and I hope he's proud of me um, because again there would be no podcast there would be no in their 20s there would be no TED Talk without him and I think about him every day and miss him a lot so glad that I was able to honor him and continue to build this thing that we started together um, and can do that every day so alright here's the TED Talk <laughs> Quick show of hands. Raise your hand if you are in your 20s. Okay, got quite the crowd. Well, I'm 24 years old, and most people that end up on a stage like this have it pretty figured out. They're a best-selling author, a researcher that's developing breakthroughs in science, or an activist that's changing the world. Now, my mom over there would tell you I'm pretty cool, but I'm none of those things. You see, I'm just a 20-something that's trying to figure it out, like the rest of my peers. But I'm also here to tell you that it's okay, it's really okay to not have everything figured out in your 20s. It's okay to not know your purpose in life or still be in pursuit of multiple passions. It's okay to be grieving over missing out on a college graduation because of the pandemic or the fact that you still have no idea what NFTs are. (laughs) I'm here to encourage you to rethink your 20s. 
and I speak from experience. Because in 2020, I was one of the millions of college students that graduated during the global pandemic. This was supposed to be the best time of our lives, and then boom, uncertainty, confusion, depression. It was a, it was a pretty big mess. But during these very uncertain times, I learned a pretty valuable lesson. It's that people have their 20s completely wrong. We've all been told that we need to follow that one specific path during this defining decade in order to find happiness, success, or joy. But how are we supposed to follow that one singular path in a world that lacks so much structure? Which is why we need to rethink our 20s, which means not allowing these paths we must take define us. For example, I did something at the beginning of the pandemic that I had zero idea I would ever do. I started a podcast, but I made one after feeling extra lost in life. For over 110 episodes, I've interviewed some of the world's most successful people about what they did in their 20s. The show is literally called In Their 20s. I've interviewed people like Steve Wozniak, you might know him, created Apple with Steve Jobs. Beto O'Rourke came on my podcast while running for president. That was pretty dope. Ev Williams, the co-founder of Twitter. Dr. Meg Jay, the author of The Defining Decade. I've interviewed billionaires, world leaders, just the whole nine yards, a lot of successful people. And I've learned a lot from their advice, and some of my own soul-searching as well. Hell, it's helped me rethink my 20s. And I'll tell you right now, I still don't think there's one singular path that we need to take during this decade. But there are three things that do not get spoken about enough. This is the time to build identity capital by taking on a variety of hobbies. This is the time to prioritize your mental wellness. And number three, this is the time to focus on your growth, not your status. So let's take each of these three points one by one. I promise I will not bore you to death. And I'm going to share some advice from a few of my friends on the podcast. Number one, build identity capital. Identity capital, what does that even mean? Well, a lot of young people that I talk to tell me they're sad that they haven't found their passion yet, and that if they don't find their passion in their 20s, they will fail. I was speaking with Dr. Meg Jay about this, former TED speaker herself. She's the author of The Defining Decade and a clinical psychologist for literally 20-somethings. And she told me something very similar, that a lot of her clients and patients come to her saying that they're struggling with an identity crisis in their 20s. And she kept hearing that term over and over again, identity crisis, identity crisis, identity crisis. So she coined a new principle called identity capital. Identity capital is something we can all build in our 20s. It's also called building the foundation. You build identity capital by trying new things, things that you like and also things that you might not like. It's all about building interests. Someone who did this extraordinary well in his 20s was none other than Steve Wozniak, or was, 
as he lets me call him because we're, we're friends at this point. You see, I just assumed going into our interview that Waz had aspirations to become a billionaire and change the world in his 20s. And like probably 30 seconds into our conversation, I realized that I was wrong. You see, Waz, he had multiple interests in his 20s. He was interested in computer science, science fiction, math, reading, pulling pranks with Steve Jobs. But computers, at least when he was in his 20s, that wasn't really something that people did back in those days. There weren't people that you could talk to. There weren't any classes you could take on computers. So he and Steve Jobs were just two dudes tinkering away at their hobby, AKA building identity capital. And who would have known that this area of interest would become their lives work? Everybody here has an iPhone, so <laughs> you believe me. And that's what it looks like to build identity capital. And that's something that I have appreciated many times in my life. I moved to Chicago from California back in 2016 for college. Like majority of college students, I didn't have a resume, no friends here, no family. So I ended up graduating with 10 internships. I know that sounds crazy, but I was curious. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I built that identity capital, trying many things that I loved, but also maybe some things that I wasn't a huge fan of. But that's okay. That's what it looks like to build identity capital. For my second point, prioritize your mental wellness. I'm going to be honest that I think that this is something that many young people have started to figure out. A lot of people are talking about it, which is good. So this is more a message for those who haven't figured it out yet. I was speaking with Andy Dunn about this. He's the founder of Bonobos, which was the first direct-to-consumer clothing brand in history, if you need the context. Ten years after starting the company in his 20s, he sold it to Walmart for $300 million. When he looked back, and during our conversation, he was honest in telling me that he suffered from many mental health challenges in his 20s, almost resulting in him losing his own life at one point. When he looks back at it, he wishes, really wishes, that he prioritized his mental wellness much better in his 20s and says that if you do, you can become even more successful. So, what are some ways to do this? Don't be afraid to shut everything off when you need a break. Understand that self-care and me time isn't selfish. Pay closer attention to what you put in your body. Your gut is connected to your mood, your energy, your feelings. And lastly, don't be afraid to talk to people. This is something that I, haven't done all so well in my 20s. Last year, I lost my co-host and best friend to brain cancer. He was my age at the time. And during these days, I had to learn how to deal with two heavy extremes in a short amount of time. Obviously, like all of us, I had to learn how to deal with the pandemic, which was the first time for the most of us. But, I also had to learn how to deal with death of a comrade, something that nobody, nobody prepares you for. And during these days, I pushed a lot of people to the side, put all my energy in my work, family, friends, I didn't want to talk to them, put all my feelings under the bed. And when I look back at it, I wish that 
I took the advice of someone like Andy Dunn, who told me that it's okay to talk to people. The person you're sitting next to right now could be going through something that you had zero idea about. And I find comfort in that. So prioritize your mental wellness. And now for my third and final point. You guys still with me? Yeah. All right. Now for my third and final point. Focus on your growth, not your status. I come across a lot of young people. I've done this many times in my life. We want certain titles and roles just for the aesthetic, how it looks, how it sounds to others, the appeal. And I was speaking with Ev Williams about this, the co-founder of Twitter, which is pretty relevant these days. <laughs> and he told me that he grew up in a small town in Nebraska. In his early 20s, he decided to flee and move to the Bay Area to work on a thing called a startup. But let me remind you that startups were not as cool as they are today. In fact, you were kind of seen as a loser back then if you were working on a startup. So he felt himself having imposter syndrome, looking to take on certain roles just for how they looked. And when he looks back at it, he wants more young people to focus on their growth, not their status. You do this by, if you're going to take on a new position, take some time to think about the actual skills you can gain from that position and where it can get you in life. Someone who did this very well in her 20s was none other than Kat Cole, the CEO of Athletic Greens. When Kat was in her early 20s, she was a hostess at Hooters. And then she became the vice president of Hooters, the vice president at 26 years old. And now Kat Cole is one of the most influential, easily, CEOs in history. She did the work in her 20s. She was the first in the office and the last to leave. Always took care of the day-to-day, -day, but was constantly asking what else could be done. And also, not being afraid to take a pay cut, which I understand can be scary. Nobody wants to take a pay cut. But if she identified a position that would get her further along in her career for less pay, she would take it. So to remind you, she wasn't just given these titles. Here, Kat, take this. No. She focused on her growth, not her status in her 20s. To close, I understand everybody, especially people in their 20s tuning in right now, I understand how important this decade is. But I also think it's just as important to understand that it's a journey and life will not always be so clear. If you want to take my word for it, I literally just got laid off on Monday from my job and I'm giving a TED talk right now, so I think life is okay. <laughs> we see successful people today and can easily assume that they have everything figured out and they had everything figured out back in their 20s. But that's not true. That's wrong. <laughs> it's been very reassuring through this podcast to see that many of our heroes, people that I've idolized, people that you idolize, also had to deal with uncertainty in their 20s. It happens. The final point that I want to leave each and every single one of you with, in your 20s, not in your 20s, everybody in the audience, understand that life will not always be so clear. What worked for someone else might not work for you. 
With that being said, rethink your 20s. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.